Hello, hello. My name is Sammy. My name is Bree. And welcome to the first ever episode of Oy Vey, What Would Bubby Say? Your new favorite podcast for all things Jewish pop culture, being a Jewish woman in American society, navigating college while being Jewish, and so much more. So this podcast is actually something that we've both really been wanting to do for a really long time now, and I'm really proud that we're actually like getting this up and started finally. It's been two years in the making, and we're finally doing it. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, the idea of this podcast came to us because we both of us work together in our university's Jewish studies office, and we're always talking a lot about what's going on in the Jewish pop culture world and our own Jewish lives. Other people can probably relate to this. So we were like, we should just start a podcast. Yeah, not everybody on college campuses has their own Jewish community or Jewish girlfriends to talk to. And so... Now you do. Here we us. are. Oy vey, what would Bubby say? Every week we are going to start the episode with what Sammy and I agree is kind of the Jewish pop culture moment of the week. But for our first episode, we're doing the top five biggest Jewish pop culture moments of the summer, according to us. We're starting with my personal favorite, which is the newest Adam Sandler movie, You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah. We did ask our local Bubby, though, and she wasn't the biggest fan just because she thought the bat mitzvahs were too lavish and all of that. But I think it's just, it's coastal. It's like, that's what a New York bat mitzvah party could be like. Or if you're from California, that's what a California party could be like. Yeah, and you also just have to think about the fact that it's yeah. obviously going to be like Hollywood up a bit. Like it was a movie. So, I mean, I loved it. I remember right before my bat mitzvah getting this book and reading it before my bat mitzvah and it was what everyone was reading at the time and it was kind of surreal to see it as a movie finally yeah and as a kansas girl my bat mitzvah was nothing like that but the entire part of prepping for it talking with friends getting invited and uninvited and re-invited it was crazy having to do the mitzvah projects all of it yeah and i feel like that's the first ever movie that's ever discussed the fact of a mitzvah project yeah. it's something everyone does and it's never talked about finally a movie addressed what a mitzvah project is for our listeners who don't know or who never got bat mitzvah a mitzvah project is a project you do prior to your bar or bat mitzvah to just help the community and in the movie they call out like are you doing this as a mitzvah project or are you doing this to flirt with a boy where you're <laughs> doing your mitzvah project at and I wasn't flirting with boys in seventh grade. I didn't have that kind of riz. <laughs> yeah, my mitzvah project was about like anti-bullying. Definitely nothing to do about yeah. a boy like it was in the movie. So, but yeah, I think also too with this movie, there's so many Jewish movies out there, but none of them ever really show an American Jewish yeah. side, really. They're all kind of more depressing Jewish history. And this one was fun and shows a side about Judaism that a lot of people don't really know about it, what happened. Also just Adam Sandler and his kids, and his wife but his kids acting was so good Sunny, the main character i don't remember her name in the movie she's like 14 and her acting was incredible she could cry on command yeah and i feel like the bat mitzvah in the movie was actually like her bat mitzvah in real life i remember a year ago it was all over tiktok adam levine performed at her actual bat mitzvah so i think the movie might have just been like recreating her actual bat mitzvah. I love it even gets into stuff that isn't Jewish, but it's just being a teenage girl. Yeah. She put on like the bra with a skimpy dress and red lipstick and was like trying to look cute. Took all those pictures and made her friends take the pictures yeah. of her. Yeah. And you're like, guys, I really think I look good right now. Yeah. And you look back on it 10 years later and you're like, oh, good Cringe. lord. Mm -mm. Um, I actually think 
the best part of the movie is when they go behind on the bima and kiss behind with the torahs and i just think everyone's like sleeping on that part of the movie it was such a fun part of the movie guys what if we kiss in front of the like, torah come on <laughs> and just rabbi rebecca sammy knows the entire week after that movie came out i was singing go quickly for every single anytime somebody had to go to the bathroom i would sing rabbi rebecca's song it's just so good yeah it's i definitely think this movie is going to be something that's going to be around for a while like everyone's going to be talking about this yeah new jewish cult face yeah literally and adam sandler is getting a lot of praise for this movie like i think it's probably now one of his top five movies as it should be. it was good definitely a top jewish pop culture moment of the summer oh maybe even the number one. Oh yeah and it just came out yeah. like a week ago i think so yeah. up next haim opening up on taylor swift eras tour yeah like let's get some jewish representation on the eras tour like finally did you get to go i didn't get to go tickets were so much and people were waiting in line on their laptops for like 18 hours and i was just if i could have gotten the cheaper tickets i was like maybe i would go but i knew people that were spending thousands of dollars on like nosebleed seats and like the outfits the everything and some of the shows on shabbos Bubby yeah. would not approve. No, Bubby would not approve. She would say oy vey to that, definitely. Definitely an oy yeah. But yeah, I just think it's awesome that they opened. And I know they're like really good friends with Taylor Swift. Finally, like i sure they slayed the heiress to her. I saw a lot of TikToks and clips of them oh, yeah. opening and they're just awesome. Love them. Incredible representation for them and just Jewish community, yeah. Jewish musicians. Love it. Next up, the pop culture moment. We are going to be talking about the Jewish matchmaking show on Netflix that came out at the beginning of summer. You and I binged this. Yeah, like I think I watched it maybe in one sitting. Oh yeah, 100%. I need more of it. Why did it just stop after like eight episodes? It didn't have a good conclusion. No, it didn't. Like, where are they now? Yeah. And did you also know Pam Schuler? Yeah, she used to come to like our yeah. BBYO stuff. So Sammy and I both knew one of the girls who was on Jewish Matchmaker and she deserved better. That guy was a little <laughs> weird, but she was in the last episode and I was like, I want more Pam. Yeah, and I hated that they brought people in on the last or like second to last episode and then they stopped showing people halfway through and it was yeah. like, okay, so like they went on three dates with this person. Like what's happening now? Are they still with them? Are they dating somewhere else? I didn't finish knowing what I needed to know about that show. I think they wanted to only show success stories and when a lot of them weren't successful. Were any of them like, successful? I don't think so. <laughs> Well, I know one of the guys on it is now married to someone. Oh, yeah. They yeah, like that. I saw it on her TikTok. Yeah. But I follow a lot of them on TikTok now. I just like become obsessed with them. But yeah, fair. I did that with all of my unorthodox life. Yeah. So good. Another great show. Back to Jewish matchmaking. I really like the show. And I think it was finally yeah. really cool to like, people to see what other people go to with pressures to marry Jewish and everything like that. And I also loved that it showed different denominations of Judaism. Like it had Orthodox, Reformed in israel in new york in la like it was just really cool that it was an all around the world type of show and like people looking for very specific jews a blonde blue-eyed jew they're looking <laughs> for you yeah some of people's specifications a little too much i was like okay you're not gonna find that getting a little too specific yeah but hopefully they end up happy yeah i hope so i also really liked that one girl that was like yeah i'm just here on birthright right now and like just meeting with the matchmaker i'm like okay good for you but you're in israel for literally two weeks Hopefully they end up happy, but hopefully it's in season two, so I see yeah, it. Yeah, I need season I two now. I want to be able now. to see they're happy. Well, like, the show's based off of, like, the Indian matchmaking show on Netflix, which is also so good. And they have, like, five seasons of that now, so Fingers crossed. hopefully we'll be getting some more Jewish matchmaking soon. Next up, we have Barbie. 
The biggest pop culture moment of the summer, along with Oppenheimer, but Jewish-wise, Barbie's kind of Jewish. Yeah, in case you didn't know, her creator is actually Jewish. And I think that's a fact that like a lot of people don't know about Barbie. So therefore, Barbie is a Jewish pop culture moment. Yeah, and we actually made a post for our campus's Jewish studies account about it. But Barbie was created by Ruth Handler, daughter of a Polish Jewish immigrant family, and was created to represent Ruth's family's assimilation into American culture after escaping anti-Semitism in Europe. And she made it for her daughter and kind of her inner child to relate to something. So Barbie is part of the tribe. She's Barbie's Jewish. a Jew. Barbie's a Jew. Come on. She'd be on Matchmaker. That's how oh, she met she Ken. Be on Jewish- she would have met her husband on Birthright. Let's be real. Oh, yeah. Like she would have gone on to Gleet, met a boy on the Tel Aviv beach playing mock code. And they would have fallen in love and had like Barbie babies. So so many Jewish Barbie babies. Like that should be the Barbie Barbie movie. bought mitzvah. Barbie bought mitzvah. You're still not invited to my Barbie bought mitzvah crossover i need it need it now but barbie was an awesome movie i haven't seen it yet you haven't seen it yet i know okay well brie's gonna watch the barbie movie and then let us know her thoughts next episode because i think it's a crime that you haven't seen it yet but it was good besides the fact that it's a jewish pop culture moment it was just really great like i loved the messages it was giving yeah and i think like barbie everyone should go see it i've seen shorts and clips and comments and from what i've seen i love it without seeing it i love it so far so i have high expectations but i feel like they'll be met and exceeded yeah when i saw it with my mom and both of us actually cried we like went and got our nails painted pink first and then went to the Barbie movie and we both cried. Like it just like was such a good message. I don't wear hot pink though. Yeah. So I guess I need to like find an outfit before I go. You can dress as Alan. A little Alan I moment. would dress as Alan. Alan, he's probably Jewish. He has to be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Things that aren't Jewish. But feel Jewish. Yeah. Exactly. But you should see the Barbie movie for oh, sure. I promise. I could see Barbie wearing her little like high necklace and everything. Like, like Barbie, but in Hebrew. Yeah. Bet Reish, Bet Yud or something. Something yeah. like that. It has to yeah. be. Or just like Barbie with the Israeli accent. Barbie. I love it. Barbie. <laughs> and then our last pop culture topic of the summer is the Locks Club dating app. So both of us actually are not currently on this app. But I know a lot of people who are, and it's this new Jewish invite-only app. I downloaded it. Still setting it up, but I'm excited. Yeah, it takes a hot sec to set up, I think. And just, like, the story of the app is, like, really cool that it started at a deli in New York in the early 30s, 40s, I think. This couple, and then he died or something like that, and... She wanted other people to find like the true love that she had. And she started like a dating speakeasy from her deli called the Locks Club. And celebrities went there. Frank Sinatra, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, like it just became a big thing. Like someone made it into an app. I think they got shut down in the late 50s because like the speakeasies and everything. And now it's this app that like hundreds of Jews are on. Yeah, you'd go up to the counter and be like, can I order a pickle? And that's how you get into the speakeasy. Which... So many sexual and windows, <laughs> but I think that's so funny. But also pickles are Jewish. Like, pickles are Jewish. Exactly. So I love it. I'm excited to try it out. See if I find my match on there. My Ken, my Alan. Your Jewish, your Jewish love is waiting for you on Locks I know. Club. But also too, like it's a real thing. Like they do meetups. You can go on the website and like see all the apps. Oh, this group is meeting in New York. Come on. It's, it's a real, like I would feel like this is more reliable than like other dating apps. Oh yeah. 
100%. Which would you trust more, Jewish matchmaker or locks? Probably locks club, honestly. I just know more success stories from locks club than I do know from Netflix's Jewish yeah, matchmaking I would show. 100% agree with that. Or just like Fiddler on the Roof matchmaking. like Yeah, like the old, old timey matchmaking. Scary. Yeah, mm-mm. I'm not. But mm-mm. I'm excited for you to try Locks Club and to let us know, like, if you find your Jewish love on it. Yeah, I'll keep I'll keep everyone updated. I just know it, it's going to be a lot of like location wise. So I don't know how many people you're going to match with in Kansas, but hopefully there's a few out Florence there. Florence has a pretty good yeah. community, but I don't know how many. Or actually on Locks Club. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll start promoting it and make Lawrence a Locks Club fan now. I feel like one of our listeners hopefully a guy, that's my type, will fall in love with my voice, download it, move to Lawrence, and match with me. On Locks Club. On Locks Club, we'll fall in love. Specifically Locks Club. Yes, we will order pickles (laughs) together and fall in love in the speakeasy. Eat bagels and locks. Duh. And I feel like Locks Club would be like a Bubby-approved app, for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. I bet we could find some Bubbies that went to their original. Oh, to the speakeasies? That would be cool. I bet we could. Has to be. Somewhere in the Jewish geography realm, there is a bubby who went to the Locks Club and found at least a good time. Maybe then we'll just have to take a trip to New York and go to that deli where it originated from. I'm just down for a New York deli. <laughs> but that one specifically. That one specifically. That one specifically. Yes. So good. Well, I guess with that. Those are our top five biggest Jewish pop culture moments of this summer. And we have so much coming up for you guys on our podcast. And we're so excited to tell you about Jewish dating life, knowing what it feels like to be a Jewish woman in college, and so much more. More about our bat mitzvahs, more about things that seem Jewish but aren't. We have a long list of those. Yeah, like traveling to Israel, our own Jewish backgrounds too. I think both of us have really crazy Jewish back. Maybe calling up our bubbies and seeing what they say on certain topics. Yeah, Yeah, or maybe even having our bubbies review dating apps. Who knows? I think my bubby would love that. My bubby wouldn't, but I would love it. I'd have to teach her how how to use the phone and the app first but once she gets the hang of it we'll see well xoxo love you locks bye